Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Geek Thyself. Uh, this Hello. week, oh, <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about Harry Potter, but more specifically, since Russell and I are both big Harry Potter fans, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be talking about some of the differences between the movies and the books. Yes, uh, notice we said some, because we spent the last few days doing research into how many changes there are, and boy howdy, uh, there's so many changes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a very long list. Wanted, yeah, unless we wanted um, a two-hour episode on this, we're gonna we're gonna omit some of the the smaller changes and focus mm-hmm. on some of the bigger, more overarching ones. Speaking of bigger and overarching ones, we should probably just mention the ones that were completely cut entirely, like some characters that are missing. Mm, yeah, uh, that's true. First character who comes up in pretty much every book except, I think... No, they're even in Deathly Hallows is Peeves. Yeah. Uh, Peeves is the poltergeist, um, if you've never read the books, who pretty much just exists to mess with the students in harmless, yeah. question mark, ways. Yeah, I um, mean, he, what the things he does are all reversible. But he's basically mm-hmm. a prankster ghost who's constantly wreaking havoc throughout the school. And he's just sort of like a comedy relief type of character. And he's just completely gone in the movies. Mm-hmm. Not there at all. Yes. Although, just an interesting fact is they did actually cast someone for Peeves in mm-hmm. the films. They cast uh, the late and great Rick Mayall, who is part of uh, Monty Python, I think. Yeah, right? I think so. I'd yes. have to double check, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, so they did actually cast someone for the role, and there are some deleted scenes with them, but they decided that early in the in the filming that they weren't going to keep the character. Mm-hmm. So they were cut from those scenes, and that, that was that. Which is a bit of a shame, because the character was always fun in the books. Yeah, he was always interesting. Although, and to be fair, for all of these things that we're going to be talking about, we're not saying that because it's not in the movie, it automatically made it bad or anything like that. No. It's just that, especially for anyone who's actually read the books and watched the movies, we all know just how much information and how densely packed it was in the books. And it's the kind of thing where they're just realistically, unless they made, especially some of the later books that were bigger, unless they made all of those books to movies, there's no way they were going to be able to get everything in. And even then, they wouldn't be able to get everything in. So they had uh, to pick and choose. They were going to have to. Oh yeah, um, no. So we're not saying that all the changes made the films bad. No. We will say that some of them do, but we'll get <laughs> to those in a bit. Um, for the most part, the first book is as accurate as you can expect from a really good adaptation, with mm-hmm. the exception of classes, which are from the first book. We see a few classes introducing teachers and whatnot, and within the films, we see. Basically, one defense against the dark arts lesson, which introduces it every next teacher, except for Prisoner of Azkaban, because Lupin was amazing and they focused more on him. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan. But generally, a lot of the lessons from the books were cut out, those scenes being repurposed into other bits. Like, for example, Hagrid was the one who taught the, the class about Thestrals in the movie that's given to Luna to describe. Or they yeah. just completely omit, uh, omit whatever that conversation or relevance was. That's just how that worked. Yeah. Which and you can understand because, again, you can't take up a two-hour and 30-minute movie with two hours of classes. No, uh, it, it makes total sense. And there, to be mm-hmm. fair, there are bits and pieces of some of the classes in a couple of movies here and there. But it, they definitely aren't as prominent as they are in the books. That's for sure. <clears throat> definitely. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and the um, the invisibility cloak was another one that was kind of in the. It gets used in the movie. You do see the invisibility cloak in the movie, especially in um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or if you're in the UK, Harry <laughs> Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Especially, I felt. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just got to say, I felt you immediately realize what you said. I'm like. <laughs> It's like, well, I mean, you call it that. I, I don't call it that, but that's yeah. okay. I, it, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, yeah, wait, it's got a different name in the UK. But, oh, there's my cat. But um, regardless, <laughs> dumb cat. Um, <laughs> he He's protesting the lack of invisibility coat, clearly. Uh, so, I mean, sure. Yeah, so in the movies, it was used a little bit, but it was definitely more mm-hmm. prominent in the books. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so those are the sort of main topics that, like, universally got changed. Um, the only thing that is sort of not mentioned much else past in, uh, especially outside the books, is house points. House points mm-hmm. don't really play much a big deal um, in any of the films past the Philosopher's Stone because they'd already won the cup. In fact, right. I don't believe there's another ceremony showing them winning the cup throughout the films. You know, I don't think there is. I mean, to be fair, in the later movies, it's not needed because of all the no, chaos that's happening. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't think it exists in any of the other movies. And in the books, winning the House Cup and getting all those points and everything was a big deal. Massive deal, which is why when they lost uh, 150 points for sneaking out uh, of, uh, of class, not class, sneaking out at night, it was a massive deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that kind of covers everything that's overarching in those kind of senses. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone if you're elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest first change is the fact that the film entirely skips everything before Harry is at Privet Drive, uh, which includes yeah. Vernon... Vernon Dursley doing his day at Grunnings and essentially the whole first day of he who must not be named being defeated and gone from the world and every wizard in the wizarding world is celebrating yeah. and doing a bad job of hiding it. <laughs> yeah, they kind of skipped all of that and to be perfectly honest, I get it. It makes sense. They had to skip through some of that. It wasn't necessary in order to set up the storyline. Um, but it yeah, they definitely left out some of it, like the fact that there were weird shooting stars because the wizards yes. were celebrating so much and everything like that. Yes, and of course, uh, Mr. Dursley running into wizards and being called muggle uh, openly in in conversation. Uh, people were very lax about it, and understandably, they had, as uh, Dumbledore said, very little to celebrate for over 12 years. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so they start off within the first scene of dropping Harry off at the doorstep. Um, let's see, what else is there? Um, there's quite a few, like, random little details left out of the books mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily needed. Plot changing. Yeah, yeah they're not they're plot not, altering. No, they're not plot altering, so there's really no reason to go over them. Um, not in this episode. We're trying to get through all the books is why we're skimming over some of these things. Just to be clear, yes. we don't mm-hmm. think that, you know, if one of the changes yes. made is something that you're like, write or die, this is a problem, we apologize. It's just that we don't have time to cover every single one. <laughs> um, oh, one thing that was different that it wasn't necessarily like plot altering, but I thought it was kind of um, interesting, was the fact mm-hmm. that in the book, Hagrid yes. instantly knows who Harry is. Like, he immediately knows which one is Harry. Um, but in the movie, they had Hagrid mistake Dudley for Harry initially. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, within that whole sequence of receiving the letters, in the books, they travel to many great places and the letters still follow them. Um, something that's omitted from that element. Like, they go to hotels and random places and those letters still show up. And that is why they end up on an island in a storm in the middle of... Uh, summer. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yes, also in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, the Sorting Hat. They don't. They don't have him sing his song in the movie. No, they they don't, and it's a crying shame. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone who hasn't read the books, 
in the books, the Sorting Hat has a song, and he sings this song before he starts sorting all of the first years into their different houses. And I don't know the words to it, nor do I know what melody it's supposed to be. But basically, no. it's a song where he's describing the different houses and that he's going to sort everybody into them and this kind of thing. It's just a cute little moment that mm-hmm. um, got left out of the film. Yeah. Also, fun fact, it's, it does happen in the second book, but Harry doesn't hear it because obviously they're late to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Because of the Whomping... Uh, no, not the Whomping Willow. Yes, the Whomping yeah, Willow. Yeah, the Whomping Willow in the car. <laughs> yes, so they actually watch from outside and see the hat doing the song, but the, no, we don't actually hear what it is because they can't hear it. Yeah. So it's just a fun little fact. But again, that uh, that is omitted in the second film, but we're jumping mm-hmm. into a bit of our head. That was my bad. <laughs> well, and there's little things about all of those scenes in the first year, especially that got slightly tweaked because they just were trying to make it flow better. For instance, in the the books, Hagrid is the one who tells Harry about Slytherin's going bad, and he mentions it back in Diagon Alley. But in the film, it happens during the sorting ceremony, and Ron talks to him about it when Draco and them are getting sorted into, um, into Slytherin. Also, in the film, um, they kind of just handpicked some characters to sort, Yes, they Um, don't do it in alphabetical order either. Right, yeah. In the book, it was alphabetical, and she doesn't go through every single student, but she says it's one of those things where she's like, and then three more went to Slytherin, and then three went to Hufflepuff. Like, she she does mention that other students are being sorted before they get to Harry Potter. Yes, uh, that's also uh, something I suppose we should mention, is the, the... Class size is much much smaller in the films than in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's gen- um, there's like seven or eight students from Gryffindor. When obviously in the book it's a full new semester of people, so it's like about twenty or twenty five people, which obviously it's understandable because having that many background characters you're not going to see again makes sense, but. It is something that is omitted, those characters are, at least. Right. They definitely focused in on the characters that they knew you were going to see again. Um, Okay. Let's see. There's also little bits and pieces. Um, Oh, the midnight duel between um, Harry and Malfoy that didn't happen in the first book. Yes. Next thing I was going to say is Harry receives his Nimbus 2000 before his first training with Oliver Wilbur in the book... Uh, but um, in the film, obviously, they make a big deal of it coming down with Alpost, mm-hmm. um, and it's opened at the table. Uh, so it was a, a small continuity error, but there's not continuity error. Just they've shifted where how he gets the broom, and there's not yeah. the scene afterwards uh, with Draco kicking up a fuss about why he has the broom as well. Yeah, there's little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. Oh, that was one thing that was interesting, but very tiny, is the diff. So, if you've watched the movies, which I'm assuming you probably have if you're listening to this episode, um, everyone knows the whole, no, 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 it's not Leviosa, it's Leviosa. Leviosa. (laughs) Yes. So, in the books, it's not actually Leviosa that's the problem, it's um, Wingardium. Yeah. He, in the, the books, it's different. So instead of it being the Leviosa, it's Wingardium that he was saying wrong. So it was supposed to be Wingardium Leviosa, as opposed to whatever he was doing. Uh, I think it was Wingard, and like he didn't, wasn't saying the full word, ah, that's if right. I remember correctly. Oh, and there's the... Oh. Um, we might yes. have just thought of the same thing. The Mirror we of Error said. Yes, yeah. we were both about to, about to say it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ron doesn't see the... Oh, wait, we don't see Ron's perspective in the film. He is there one time with Harry, but we don't actually see anyone else's perspective other than Harry seeing his parents. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, is he only just sees his parents, whereas in the the book, it's a much more in-depth family uh, grouping of everyone who could potentially be related to him, which he has no idea exists. Before that, before that time. Yeah. 
Yeah, in the in the book he sees his parents and his grandparents, but in the movie he just sees his parents. Another difference yes. is that in the book, um, there's a lot more. There's more times that Harry goes back to look. In the movie, I think they only showed it twice. Yes, but, uh, they did it twice. One with Ron coming back with him, and then one yeah. where Dumbledore finds him when he's sitting looking at it. Yeah, where he like he did it a few other times within within the book. Yeah. Oh, um, something else that we should probably should have mentioned is that most other Quidditch matches are omitted from the rest of the books. Not most, not for the rest of the book. Um, rest Movies. of the first book. Yeah. Um, while they do play occasionally. Uh, most of the matches don't get shown, like uh, the uh, Hufflepuff and Quick, uh, Gryffindor match, which Snape fights to preside over, or to referee, uh, because of what happened to Harry falling off his broom in the, the last Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Um, that's not shown. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Um... There's little things like Nicholas Flamel, who actually made the Sorcerer's Stone and everything, he or Philosopher's Stone. He gets he gets mentioned briefly, but it's not as featured in the movie. Yeah, and then there's little bits and pieces like the some of the changes to the Forbidden Forest. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was only one um, centaur. Ferenz is the only one who shows up, but in the books, there's two others with him information uh, little bits and pieces about some of the things they encountered once they were going after the sorcerer stone philosopher's stone yes. i'm just gonna say the stone uh, from now on because that'll save yeah, time sure sure um. <laughs> uh, well actually that's something i was about to mention uh within the book there were uh, well in the films that some of the people protecting it are mentioned most of the tasks involved in getting to the mirror or the stone were omitted. Um, there's mm-hmm. obviously the chess game, which is still there, Daryl Snare and the broom, but Snape's potions puzzle isn't there. I don't think. No, because no, Hermione not. just looks after Hermione just looks after Ron because he got knocked out. Yeah. So that's why she's not there. And then there's the troll, which isn't there either. And I think there's also one more that got omitted. But uh, the fact is, is that that whole protection is lessened. Or sped up. Yeah, in the book, mm-hmm. it's specifically mentioned that... Well, and I think they mention it in the movie, possibly. I'd have to double-check. But I know in the book, it's specifically mentioned that each professor created a trap. Yes, it is mentioned that... I think it's said by Hagrid that some of the teachers are protecting it. Yeah. Because like, he's like, Snape is one of the teachers protecting the stone. He's not about to steal it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it gets mentioned. And then he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I should not have said that. (laughs) And then, I mean, there's physical appearances that are different. Yeah. um, Which I know a lot of people are aware of already. I don't necessarily think that we need to go into those. I mean, a lot of them are minor. Like, um, Harry is supposed to have green eyes. And, of course, Daniel Radcliffe has blue. Uh, But he reportedly had issues, like, reacting badly to the green uh, contacts that he had, so they obviously couldn't let make him wear them mm-hmm. because not going to damage. You're not going to damage your eyesight for them. That's that's ridiculous. Right. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of most everything that's different within within the the within the first book. Yeah. The the only thing that's I think taken. Uh, Oh, like, uh, it's not mentioned that Harry's obviously unconscious for the last game of the Quidditch uh, World Cup. Not World Cup, uh, the, the House Cup. Mm. Um, um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much all that's missed. And then there's still the the big uh, celebration of a house other than Slytherin winning the House Cup. That's still there. Okay, book two, Chamber of Secrets. And this one only had one name, so it saves me time. <laughs> okay. um, so, again, some of the differences, like the the starting off at the beginning of the movie or the book, he's having a really bad birthday because he has to be back yes. with the Dursleys and all this kind of stuff. A couple of minor changes. One is that in the book, Harry Potter was given the bigger bedroom 
um, in order to try to stop the Hogwarts letters from showing up. But in the movie, it's given to him as sort of an afterthought after he gets back from his first year at Hogwarts. Like, they're afraid of him, mm-hmm. so they give him a better space to live in instead of yeah. the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. Oh, oh, another big difference that has to do with a character who is recurring and makes me sad is Dobby. Yeah. Um, so in the book, there's a couple of changes that definitely affect certain things. Like in the books, whenever Dobby disapparates, so whenever he appears or disappears, there's always a really loud crack sound. Yeah. But in the movie, they had it be quiet. They cut out that sound. Yeah. Um, um... Which isn't, it's not major, but definitely there were a few moments in the book where Dobby appearing and disappearing and that loud cracking noise had an effect on what Harry had to do. Yes, uh, like it gave Harry a signal for things to happen, Mm -hmm. like especially later in in the book where he's getting his arm regrown. (laughs) Um, Oh, there's also, uh, there's a scene in the book that isn't in the movies about Harry getting a letter for violating the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery, Mm -hmm. um, which is what clues in the Dursleys that this rule exists. Um, Yes, uh, because at this point, Harry hadn't mentioned to the Dursleys that he couldn't do magic outside of school. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and similarly, in the book, when they're rescuing Harry and taking him away from the Dursleys to get him back to the burrow, um, there's little things that are different, like where the trunk is located and what noise it is that wakes up the Dursleys. For the most part, though, it's the same. Yeah, it's it's the same scene, just it's played out a bit longer in the book, obviously. But it gets over the same basic premises. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... The only thing that really changes when the when they get back to the borough is there's no denoming in the film. Yeah. Um, which I can kind of understand that they don't want to, you know, be showing to throw creatures over a hedge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, I can, yeah. Do, I can get behind that. It might look bad. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but most of that is just kind of skipped over, like um, mm-hmm. before Harry is sent to get his school supplies. Something that isn't skipped over is Harry getting the name wrong of Diagon Alley using flu powder um, and ending up in Nocturne Alley. But what is skipped over is Harry seeing Lucius and Draco in Borgin and Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that's also been brought up is that um, in the book... Well, and it it happens in other spots, too. But in the book, Mr. Weasley is the one who repairs um, Harry's glasses while they're out shopping instead of Hermione. So one of the things is that it's revealed in following books, but they don't know at the Mm -hmm. time, that the Ministry of Magic knows where magic is being used, but they don't actually know who's using it. So it's more of a trust thing, but with right. the reason that Harry got in trouble for it is because there's no other wizards at its residence, so there's no one else right. feasibly who it could be, which is why he got in trouble for Dobby's magic. Yes. Right. Yeah. Whereas Hermione didn't get in trouble for repairing his glasses on the train in the book, first book, because there would have been adult wizards on the train, and in the book, or excuse me, in the films, she doesn't get in trouble for repairing his glasses in Diagon Alley, because it's Diagon Alley, there's hundreds of yes. adult wizards there, so there's no yes. way they would know exactly who did it. Yeah, uh, that's kind of it. Uh, another bit that's um, not super important, but is like something that is omitted is the fist fight with between Arthur Weasley and Lucius Malfoy is cut uh, from from the film uh, mm-hmm. instead they only exchange some rather intense words yeah uh, yeah there's a lot of little things um like who gets them out of the whomping willow and takes them to be you know dealt with and yes. um in the book the howler that Mrs. Weasley sends to Ron yelling at him is significantly longer and mentions Harry. Um, in the film, they made it shorter for, you know, it makes sense. Um, yeah. And instead of mentioning Harry, it mentioned Ginny instead. Um, okay, there's also differences in how some of the information is delivered to everybody. Yeah. Um, one thing of, is the what mudblood means. In the books, it 
gets uh, explained to Hermione. She didn't actually know. Whereas no. in the film, they had her be aware of the term and um, get very upset. And Hagrid is the one who explains it to her instead of Ron. Yeah, it explains it to Harry. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, because obviously Harry didn't know either because both of them, they just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that was completely omitted is the death day party, which keeps Harry yeah. from being at the Halloween party. Instead, uh, he's with Gilderoy Lockhart uh, signing letters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he had detention. Fan letters. For... Yes, yes, cause, uh, <laughs> because of the detention for for arriving in the uh, the Ford Angular. That's mm-hmm. it. So yeah, and then that's when he starts to have the first interaction with the basilisk through the walls. Yes, well, and that's when we start... Uh... seeing more of the craziness too like with the painting on the walls and things like that yeah and um there's definitely slight differences in some of the scenes between what happens in the book and what happens in the movie Mm -hmm. um like in the book they the it clearly says it's just red paint but in the film it's blood Um, Some of the Quidditch scenes were slightly different, and some of the little things, like how Hermione got the book to make the polyjuice potion, was different. In the book, she got it by having um, Gilderoy Lockhart sign a note for her, and he basically just didn't even read it. He assumed she was asking for an autograph. Yeah, yeah. And signed off on it so that she could get into the restricted section. Um, But in the in the movie it was just in the regular section so there's lots of little things like that where you you see them being a little sneakier i think sometimes in the book um i think in the movie possibly because they were trying to make them look more heroic and less like sneaky mischievous children yeah they seemed to omit some of those little things it also might have just been easier like to smooth through the timeline that way I'm not oh, yeah, a like the... script writer, so I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, like adding an extra couple of scenes for that might have been good, but they could devote that time for elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like we're about to find out that a scene that is longer uh, in the film than it is in the book with uh, the snitch. In the film, when uh, Harry is first playing against Malfoy as, as Seeker, uh, Har- uh, Harry, um, Draco never even sees the snitch because he's too busy mocking Harry, and, mm-hmm. he caught, and he catches it from his ear. In the book, it's obviously a much extended scene with Malfoy following, because that makes it more interesting and more dynamic and stuff. Uh, so it's just making that action scene more actionable, because it's on film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Another thing that uh, I definitely feel like was longer in the books than it was in the movie was the dueling club. Yeah, there was definitely a lot more in the book... Um, Mm -hmm. And, I mean, one thing that's different, of course, is that in the book, when he is talking to the snake in parcel tongue, we know what he's saying, because it's it's Mm -hmm. translated for us, kind of like when he spoke to the snake at the zoo. Yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah, and then there are just more spells taught within within the dueling club, uh, within the first one. It's just the one spell, because then they have a big deal of... Uh, Harry and Draco uh, going at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the polyjuice potion scene, again, with little differences. Um, uh, some of the differences have also to do with how um, how the two characters looked, like the appearance of them versus what the appearance was in described as in the book. So it's things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. And just little details that they didn't necessarily need to go into for the film, so they didn't. Um, One interesting thing is that at some point during that book, I can't remember exactly where it's located, um, Harry asks the Sorting Hat whether or not he put him in the right house. One difference is that in the book, he has the hat on his head when he asks it, because he's only ever seen it talk when someone's wearing it, so he puts it on his head. Whereas in the film, he's looking at it and standing in front of it and talking to it directly. Yeah. Uh, One of the bigger changes which comes up a little bit throughout the later films is that Polyjuice Potion, which is something they plan on taking to find out more about the Slytherins, 
doesn't change the voice of the person that's drinking it. Um, for whatever reason, they have to imitate it when within the books, that's, that's something that does change as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, a, a, another big change in the book is that they never actually spend too much time in the Slytherin common room. Uh, because they're found no. in the ho- in the hallway, they're never shown how to get in either. That's mm-hmm. uh, completely omitted. Um, so yeah, it's just little things like that to speed along the 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 plot. Um, so yeah, so they just omitted that, and then we're just sitting in the common room, and then it admits them leaving when they run, just coming straight back into the the bathroom which they drank the apologies person in. Mm-hmm. And there were some little differences also with the secret diary, the one that um, was Tom Riddle's diary. But it, it's yeah. mostly small things that don't really mm-hmm. affect the main information that you got. Things like who talked to Tom Riddle, um, you know, not being Dumbledore, or what color the ink was, or, you know, things like that. It's not... Um, it's not anything that drastically changes the information you are getting. So I can understand why they might have made a few changes that just kind of sped things up a little. Yes. Um, uh, within the, the next sort of section, we have the, the book, uh, The Chamber of Secrets, is talked about by Professor Binns, a character who's completely omitted from all of the films. And that is instead handed over to Professor McGonagall, who goes over the story of the founders and the rumour that the Chamber of Secrets was put in by uh, Salazar Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's little bits and pieces um, that are different about when they meet Aragog, the giant spider. Again, I, nothing like mind-blowingly different, nothing that's plot-changingly different. Um... So, except that the the car surprises them. The Ford Anglia showing up to save them is a surprise in the film, whereas in the book they actually yeah. saw it. There's a couple changes with uh, the teachers volunteering Lockhart for the basilisk. Uh, just uh, it within the film it took place in the staff room and Harry and Ron hiding in the wardrobe with his invisibility cloak. Again, not not shown as much in the film, but then uh, within that case, it's just shown out in the hallway where the first and second writings were put up, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where they get. Um, uh, that's where that happens, and then uh, from Harry and Ron going to the the Lockhart's office and finding him packing is still the same. Um, let's see. And then in the actual Chamber of Secrets, again, some more minor changes. Nothing mind-blowing, but, like, slight changes in the order of events. Or, like, for instance, when Monine Myrtle offered to have Harry potentially share her bathroom, share her toilet, Mm -hmm. that the when she did it was changed and things like that. But nothing that changes the effect of what happened. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, um, the only sort of main difference within getting into the chamber... The, the main sort of difference is just that sort of the chamber door is more of a carved entrance as opposed to like an actual metal door, which Harry needs to unlock with parcel tongue. Yeah, uh, and there's little changes too, like during the actual fight with the basilisk um, and finding out about the era of Slytherin and all of that. So in the book, the fight is very quick. Yes. Like it there is a fight, it does happen, Harry wins of course, but it's a much, yes. much quicker fight. He's not like climbing over statues and jumping around and stuff like yes. that. They they sensationalized it a little bit for the movie, which it makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean they're gonna do that. Yeah, uh it was a much more like there was a lot more talking between uh, Tom Riddle and Harry within the scene before the fight starts. Oh, um, yeah, one thing, too, that's different in the fight scene is that in the book, Harry puts on the sorting hat and basically asks it for help. Um, And then gets knocked out by the sword nearly. Yeah, whereas in the book, or excuse me, in the film, it just suddenly is there inside the sorting hat. Yes, uh, it just appears within it uh, as it's on the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Getting out of the chamber is completely skipped within the uh, within the film. 
after Ginny wakes up, they just are out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, they're suddenly just flying up uh, with forks. Like the, they don't like they don't go out and find Lockhart, who's now lost his memory and that kind of thing. Yeah, because his it. own memory charm backfired on him. Yep. Uh... Oh, uh, one thing that's different and definitely makes Mr. Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy, more evil appearing in the movies. Well, I mean, he's always oh, evil. Oh, yeah, this, this one. Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> so in the book, after Dobby is freed, Lucius Malfoy threatens Harry, but he doesn't start a spell. He just threatens him. And mm-hmm. Dobby tells him to leave. And yes, he does. house elves are very powerful, so he leaves. In the film, Lucius Malfoy very obviously starts to say Avada Kedavra before Which Dobby is... blasts him. Yeah, which is quite a considerable jump in the the level of lethality in that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that we've covered two books and we're very far through, we should uh, jump into our break. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we'll get on to our mid-roll uh, break. So we'll be back in a minute. Okay, everyone. So welcome to the mid-roll. Want to start off by talking about our amazing sponsors. So one of the sponsors here at Nerdsmith is World Anvil. You can go to worldanvil.com to find out more information, but they're an amazing world building and campaign management website. They're the most robust one that's online out there. And we know this because Logan, who is the DM for several shows here on the network, has searched through a lot of them to find the best one. And World Anvil by far is it. Also, they're just really amazing people. And you can get the starting level of a uh, subscription, basically, to World Anvil for free. So you can access quite a few of their features for free without even having to pay anything. And then it's already amazing at that level. And then you can just keep adding to it. So it's just fantastic. You should definitely check out worldanvil.com. Yes, please do. Uh, Also supporting the Nosebook Network and us are Die Hard Dice. Die Hard Dice create beautiful, stunning metal and polymer dice. Uh, They create their own molds for all of their their dice. So if you see their dice, they're very instantly recognizable. They're gorgeously detailed. Their colors are amazing. They are uh, consistently working on creating new new uh, designs with their Spellbinder series. They have, like, which are dual colored and look gorgeous. They have even started making accessories for their dice, like with their Scroll of Rolling, which holds two full dice sets and rolls up to be a dice map, which you can take uh, on the go for any sort of DMs or game sessions that need to travel. It's really good. Their products are amazing. They're lovely people. And if you want to roll with the best, go to dieharddice.com. If you find anything that takes your takes your fancy, great. You can use the code Geek Thyself to get fifteen percent off your first or next order. Mm-hmm. That's one five. They are very kind to us. We love them very much. And who doesn't need more dice? Right. You always need more dice. Mm. That's not even always. a question. <laughs> no, always need more dice. And this week for Nerdsmith, we are talking about one of our newest. Well, actually, it is our newest show to join the network and that is Ukador. It's uh, for anyone who's interested in the spelling, it's U-K-O-D-O-R. They are a Twitch stream uh, D&D actual play and they're hilarious and not to mention the fact that a lot of the twists and things the DM likes to do remind me a lot of some of the chaos and pain and emotional involvement that uh, Logan has caused for us over the years, Russell. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Some of the twists are definitely interesting. So it's a fantastic show. All of them are amazing people. We can't talk about them enough. The best place to go to find some of their shows and find out more about them is their Twitch page. So it's twitch.tv slash Again, that's U-K-O-D-O-R. And we definitely recommend you go check them out. I already like them because their 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 name has UK in it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
okay. I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> like, the way you said it, was, it just set my joke up so well. Uh-huh. Yes, please check out Yukador. They're amazing. Yes, definitely. All right. Okay. Uh, and with that, we'll now get back into this monster of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So now we've covered the first two films, which... Although it's said that you're not going to believe us, those are actually the ones with the least changes. From this point on, it gets a bit worse. Uh, Prison of Aspen is still fairly accurate uh, as the story goes, but this is where it starts to deviate even more from the books. So that's why we're stopping after this one, because, oh boy, it's going to get bad. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's different with Prisoner of Azkaban right from the get-go is in the film, Harry is casting spells at, at, at home uh, as part of like homework, uh, which is absolutely something he's not allowed to do, mm-hmm. um, which um, is why it's um, a bit weird that it's in the film and definitely not in the book. So, yeah, yeah. The, the film basically starts with Aunt Marge arriving uh, for their stay, Although in the actual book, she's already been there a couple of days before they have the, you know... Big blow um, up. Big blow up. There you go. <laughs> I was looking for a good way of saying it. Yeah. Um, so that, that time is condensed. Uh, in the film, it's also exaggerated with her flying off over uh, over the, the county. <laughs> uh, whereas just in the book, she just is floating at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely um, a difference. And there's lots of little things also, like Harry doesn't get any presents from his friends and he doesn't find out about like the trip to Egypt until he gets to the Leaky Cauldron. So yeah, speaking of getting to the Leaky Cauldron is uh, the night bus, which he summons still in the film by accident. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't know what he's doing with it, but it's still summoned. In the book, he goes by the name Neville Longbottom on the night bus. Uh, to keep his identity a secret because, again, there's the issue of doing magic outside of school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then little things, too. Like, in the book, the timeline is longer. He has two weeks of vacation left before he's supposed to go back to Hogwarts. But mm-hmm. in the film, everything got sped up. And as soon as he's at the Leaky Cauldron, the next day he's at the Hogwarts. So it's a much faster turnaround. Yes. Uh, then they're on the train. Uh, by this point, Harry does know about Sirius Black as well, which he learns about on the uh, night bus. Yes. About it in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what else changes? Um, there's a small change in the uh, Hagrid's first Care of Magical Creatures lesson shows a, a herd of hippogriffs in the, the book, whereas there's only Buckbeak... Uh, in the actual lesson for the film. Mm-hmm. So it's assumed that there's only one hippogriff uh, at Hogwarts, which would make sense because they're a bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. So the, the Boggart, some of the things that the Boggart took the form of are slightly different in the book than they are in the movie. Yeah. For the most part, mm-hmm. none of them are gigantic in terms of the cha- any major changes that would affect storyline. Yeah. Oh, um, a small change within the the night Sirius Black tries to break into the Gryffindor common room is that Peeves is the one who reveals where the fat lady is to Professor Dumbledore. But obviously Peeves isn't in the film, so she uh, comes back to a close um, Hogwarts per- uh, portrait and tells Dumbledore herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um... Yeah, and then uh, in the book, they have a, a different person come take over for the fat lady for a while, but in the movie, we don't see that person. Uh, no, we, we actually, actually, we do see the person who was taking over. We see Sir Cadogan. That's what, um, yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. We do actually see him in his own portrait, but we don't see that anyone replaces the fat lady. Right. Which is a bit interesting that they sort of showed the character and then didn't do anything with them, but that's, you know, that's fine. Well, I think, uh, double-checking my notes, yeah, there's a deleted scene. Oh, is there a deleted scene? That yeah, there's a, de- there's a deleted scene where they did show him taking over, but they ended up not uh, using it in the actual film. That would make sense as to why you see him briefly. Okay. 
So yeah, that's 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 that. Oh, something that is changed quite significantly is the firebolt within the Hufflepuff Gryffindor match, which Harry falls off his broom because of the Dementors, and his broom old broom smashes. Uh, there, uh, he Harry sent the firebolt for Christmas, which uh, it doesn't happen in the film. That happens right at the end of the film. Uh, so there's no uh, issue between Harry and Hermione about who sent the broom and if it's cursed or if, uh, designed to, to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Because that is quite a big um, part about Harry not being able to use his fireball for, I think it's a month and a half. Something like that. While it's, yeah, while it's examined. To make so sure that, there's no curses or anything on it. Yeah, so that's skipped because obviously... Uh, they are still both given by Sirius, but at the end of the film, they know that he's a good man, and uh, it, there's no need to check it. Right. That's all. The Patronus, I mean, no yeah, no uh, he, major changes. No, he just uh, is unsuccessful twice in the book, and in the film, he's just unsuccessful once. That's all. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that's different, that's kind of significant, I guess is that in the book, the memory he uses to boost his Patronus is the memory of how happy he was when he found out he would be leaving the Dursleys. Yeah, uh, whereas in the book, it's... In the, no, in the movie. With, yeah, yeah, in the movie, it's a memory of him listening to his parents, which he thinks is more of a dream than an actual memory, but it makes him happy enough to be able to conjure that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the the issue, the change with Snape's grudge, uh, or the chapter, is that the situation for how the map is taken by Lupin is uh, different. Within the f- uh, book, it's taken immediately after he comes out of the, the one-eyed uh, witch's hump. Uh, because Snape finds him there and takes him back to his office. In the mm-hmm. film, <clears throat> Harry is out of bed after hours because he sees Peter Pettigrew's name on the Marauder's map after learning about the fact that he was dead. So he went right. to look for him. The, but, so that's a fairly big change, but uh, again, uh, the map is still taken by Lupin at the end of that. Oh, yeah, one thing that was interesting and different, and I'm okay with it, is the <laughs> so in the book during all of the chaos that's happening dealing with Crookshanks and Sirius and um, Wormtail and everything during all of that um, in the book Ron is the one who's depicted as being more brave and heroic while stressed whereas Hermione is the one who's nervous and scared but in the movie yes. they flipped it and had yes, um, uh, they made Hermione uh, the calm and collected one yes. Which, um, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with it as well. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a longer talk about everything that happened uh, with the Marauders is covered in the book, because like we say, it doesn't happen in the film, right. which is a bit of a shame. Uh, so a lot of that backstory between them is cut out. Yeah, that doesn't, they don't get revealed and everything doesn't get straightened out until later in, this, in the books. No, it doesn't. Um, and even then, it's still only only a little bit done. Oh, also, Lupin's connection to the Shrieking Shack and the Whomping Willow is not talked about uh, in the movie. The, the Whomping Willow was put into the grounds for him to be able to be safe at the full moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not talked about. No, it doesn't get brought up at all in the movie, just in the book. There's little things that get left out at the very end of the book or that get changed slightly. Um, Snape isn't the one who outs Lupin as a werewolf. And they don't 
it doesn't get mentioned in the the film that Harry's Patronus was a stag. Uh, no, it doesn't get mentioned. You still see the stag on screen, though. Right, but it doesn't yeah, get but... mentioned like to the other people. No, or uh, uh, it's it's kept to himself. Right. Also, at this point, you still don't know that prongs was a stag, which was Harry's father, an unregistered animagus. Which is still not explained. Like I said, the Marauders bit is missing from the book, uh, from mm-hmm. the film, and I feel like it would have helped tidy up some of this confusion. So like I said, this is where the changes start to diverge a little, and sometimes the, the plot can suffer just a little bit from it, and uh, the Marauders being left out, I think, does that a little bit. Yeah not explaining it because the thing is there's some people out there we're not on that list obviously but there are some people out there who've never seen or excuse me who've never read the books and if you've never read the books then you're there's certain context and bits and pieces of detail that you're not going to get from just watching the movies and i do think that in a few spots where they were trying to save time that they left things out that they thought most people would know yeah, and they kind of shot themselves in the foot just a little bit with it. Yeah. Um, because the stories aren't quite as tight, they're not quite as cohesive. Uh, and we'll go about to get into some other ones in, I assume, the next episode, because we're at however long we're at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, the first of potentially two, maybe three, we don't know. Um, episodes um, covering Harry Potter uh, changes between the books and the movies. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about that, feel free to reach out. Uh, like I said, we've still got four other books and five other movies to do. Yep, so, so that'll be we'll, next we'll... week. <laughs> it's going to depend on how much time it takes us to get through them. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But thank you very much for listening. And with that, we'll get ready to wrap up. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. a tiefling sorcerer. I am Barakabu, monk of the Honored Palm. Jadobi, a half-elven druid. Welcome to the realms of Ukador.